You're listening to the Mind Made Wrong podcast, presented by Steel Maggie, episode number three. Hello, beautiful creators. Today, I'm so stoked to be able to bring you Mind Made Wrong first interview. Oh my God, I just absolutely know that this interview is going to be chock full of nuggets and inspiration and hashtag relatables. I can feel it. (laughs) That's a fantastic intro. (laughs) This guest that you just heard I'm bringing you today is, in my opinion, loaded with genius. He is a pop music production master who is growing like a weed on YouTube and Instagram by combining smart content strategies and consistent collaboration. He hosts the Stay Spongy Show podcast, found wherever you stream, where he shares his wealth of social media knowledge and online growth tips based on what he's learning by testing it out in the field, as well as incredible interviews with successful players in the music industry. This guest is also my producer, the grand chairman of Demolition Woman EP, Mm. and the forthcoming Out of Eden EP, Lit. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, producer is such an understatement because he's just that type of creator who goes above and beyond to deliver value, always looking for the next way to serve his client and his industry. That's why I'm a repeat client, forever client. And that's exactly why you're going to get so much value from him in this time we're going to spend together. So enough of me. Here is John McLucas, everyone. Hey, hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm honestly, this is a, <laughs> this is a big moment for myself because as somebody who, who, advises people on perhaps ways to grow and expand themselves. You are one of the first people who have really taken me up on that. And it's amazing to see you starting to embrace the execution process. So thank you for having me. I am just so excited to do it. Like it just energizes me, you know, and I, when someone gives you an actual blueprint, you know, like just hands it to you, use it. You know, I, I, I've spent so much time just being lost and I don't have to be anymore, which is just really all thanks to you. And so I'm so grateful. Before we get started here, um, right at the beginning, I really want to let guests know, um, listeners know, because you are my guest. Yeah. I I like to let, I'm going to start letting the guest tell our listeners uh, where they can find them right at the beginning. So where can we find you? Oh, like on the internet? On the internet. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh, on the internet. All right. Oh, we're going plugs first. We are right, going plugs great. first. Yeah. Great. And so you can find me Instagram at John underscore McLucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, you just search my name. There's only one. I have like a like page, but don't, I literally have a big banner on it that says, don't like this page. Just go add me on Facebook because I, I, it's exhausting. Uh, so <laughs> there's my personal page there, which I'm the only John McLucas with the nice, beautiful red beard. Um, and on YouTube, if you search my name, there's another beautiful red beard with a blue background that is also me. And that's pretty much everywhere besides johnmclucas.com for the professional life. And also, you released a song on uh, a couple couple months ago um, on Spotify, right? And yes. other oh, yeah. streaming oh, yeah. platforms? I forgot about the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. You have I, a I single. Keep, I keep pumping out so much stuff. Um, yeah, so <laughs> my, my single, Sanity, parentheses, why are you such a narcissist? Which is really just... My addition, hoping that the person I dedicated this song to uh, sees this so that I can ask them that question. <laughs> I've always wanted to ask them that. 
It's been years, <laughs> and I and I haven't. Um, so well, that's my did. way. Yeah, I did. I'm sure they've seen it. There, there's there's like a few dislikes. So I'm thinking it has to be him. Um, yeah. So there's that. That's everywhere as well. I mean, pretty much anywhere you're going to find content, I'm trying to exist on there at some point, <laughs> beginning that journey of uh, world domination. We will talk all about that. So let's get into it. Um, tell us a little bit about how you started your production career and how you made that big decision to do just music. It's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. It's a, it's a really dense, really heavy decision. Started very innocently, just creating music and bands. And then I realized I was way more serious about it than most people were. So kind of within that, I was like, all right, well, you know, I assumed the LA is the only place you can go to do music. So I came here. I attended Musicians Institute for, did their like certificate audio program. And then from there, I just started having a small baseline of people in school I could work with and building it up. And then kind of a couple years after that was my official grace into like full, like I'll say prosperous full time. Like, cause there's full time where it's like, you're in the red all the time. I don't I guess that's technically full time, but uh, a prosperous full time, a little over two years ago now at this point. And then since then, it's just been, yeah, pumping out music and just recently starting to expand into the the music content world. Which I feel like it's been years because like of the way you've just been putting it out so consistently, like it feels like, oh, he's always done this. You know, even though I know when I met you like two, two or three years ago now, yeah. it's been, it's been a crazy wild ride, but um, it's just really speaks to the consistency. So um, I want to ask you because our theme the theme of my podcast is Mind Made Wrong, as you know, and as you and I both coined, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so w- was there ever a moment in your life where you felt or believed that your mind was made wrong? Yeah, it's actually not, it's not directly tied to me. Well, it, it is tied to music. So um, <laughs> a person in my life that I used to date um, had actually kind of passively or maybe not so passively convinced me that I was like somewhat autistic because of how I would act. And needless to say, this was a symptom of many problems within our relationship. But um, there was a period where like I literally, I was like taking all these online quizzes about like, you know, are you on the spectrum? Like it, it, I was freaking out because, and, and it turns out it's, it's not, uh, like, and even if I was, it doesn't affect anything. But um and it kind of led me into this this rabbit hole of like, what does this mean for everything for me? And it, it kind of this catastrophic thing because to have somebody kind of manipulate you into thinking that you are something you're not um, really screws with you in a, in a certain way. But you know that that was definitely a rough time because it just kind of affected everything that how I looked at like all the relationships with him, the business I was doing at the time, um, and just my ability to like execute and really made me question myself. In a big way. That's probably like a heavier answer than you anticipated, but totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, well, it's it, it's it's okay. It's totally okay. I know we've talked about that before, but definitely any anytime you are in an in an experience in a relationship where they have so much control over um how you see yourself, you know, and you know that in the end, that is your choice to see yourself that way. Mm-hmm. But the influence they can have over you really affects the entire oh, yeah. your entire life and how you go about your career, how you talk to other people. Um, and you know my story, definitely, which yeah. will come in other in other in other podcasts. <laughs> so 
Moving on, what is the most significant struggle you face when it comes to the relationship between your own mental health and working in the music industry today? I think that is, that's a very good question because I think everybody, it's always an eternal balancing act. Uh, it's, yeah, just especially in, in this world where things are ever-changing. For me, the biggest struggle is maintaining, I think, the consistency to put myself, to give myself the time to, to be kind of happy outside of music to make sure then I can be within the music and be happy. So like, even for example, I had to kind of force myself to go and take a walk today, which I did right before we started. But um, I know that getting out for 20 minutes every single day does like wonders for my just overall mental mood because otherwise I'm within the box all day. And so just, but that does become a struggle because I get so focused on like the tasks that I'm walking away from. Or I think about, the massive proposal I sent out yesterday and like, you know, the, I, whether or not they're going to hit me up and I don't want to, you know, I want like, there's all these reasons I can find to stay in. Um, so sometimes it's just very difficult to step away or to say, okay, I'll get up at 5 a.m. so I can be done and showered by seven and like get going. But doing those kinds of things and putting the working out first and, and the moving and separation from the business is super important. And like the, just me saying this, help like is good at reinforcing how important it is. Yes. Yes. So do, would you think that almost as I was thinking the word that I don't, I'm not calling you codependent, but there's a, it, that, that word came into my head. Cause I was like, almost as if you're a little bit dependent on that, um, on the music and on all the little, like tiny little things you're doing in order to give yourself that kind of I'm doing okay. You know, like you're taking it a little bit from that. That's oh what, no, that's yeah. super true. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so, that's not great, but that is very, very true. Like, and, and that's, yeah, actually another thing I've actually had a lot of discussions with like my family and my girlfriend about too. It's like, it's hard to not identify with the success of the thing that literally takes up every waking moment of your day. Like there's not much else that happens besides like lifting a little time with my girlfriend, you know, then the rest is music. Like if I'm not Production, eating or yeah. like cleaning my body or, you know, <laughs> making food. Um, and even then it's probably watching a music industry related thing. So yeah, it's, it's very difficult to separate that. So that brings me to think about, um, I want you to elaborate on your perspective about kind of like this whole team no sleep, like grind hustle every day that we kind of see in the industry and that people kind of, you know, uses a badge of honor, even though it's definitely and scientifically detrimental to our health yeah. and all that stuff. Can we could just talk about that? Because that really kind of ties into the whole um, taking a minute yeah. for our mental health. Yes, 100%. Um, the, I think, although it seems like I'm part of Team No Sleep, and I, and I definitely don't lie <laughs> about like... I definitely don't lie about how much time I spend on everything. Totally. But at the end of the day, I'm spending six to eight hours in bed. Like I'm still getting a full night's rest. I'm still moving five to six days a week, like working out, you know, like powerlifting. Um, and I'm still eating eh, mostly well. Um, <laughs> above average for the for the average American. I'll give myself that. It's a pretty low bar to Saturn set. Saturn American diet. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I think like those things get lost. Yeah, when people want to, wear some senseless pride badge and they'll talk about how they literally didn't sleep at all last night because they grinded through the night and did a thing. And I'm like, well, that 
well, cool, but you just sent the entire stems for the song wrong. Like now, like, <laughs> like, 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 like you can't operate like that. You're you're making mistakes, and, and it's and it's just not sustainable. And I think for me, I've been really big on like trying to find stuff that is sustainable for myself. And uh, and I'm in that flow where it's like I can be up at five a.m. I can be in bed by nine thirty. Like I can do this, and I'm still grinding. But I think. I'd love the conversation to go more into like effective grinding than like grinding for the sake of it. Like scheduled grinding. Yeah, yes. scheduled grinding. Yeah. That sounds sexual. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, your scheduled work or like if you're going to sit down for four hours and work on like podcast stuff, like well, how can you optimize the time that you're using so maybe then it becomes three hours? Because even my time, I'm not great with. Like I'm working on it. Because it, it's very, very difficult to, and very easy to get distracted, like we were talking about, where you, you have all these things bubbling in your head of what may or may not become, and it's hard to, to focus. But um, you can easily go from like team no sleep to like team balance, but still many hours <laughs> with like really trying to be resourceful and productive with the time you do put in. Because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I spent 18, 18 hour days yesterday. And it's like, yeah, but you can't mix good for 18 hours. Like your ears are gone. Like you're you're not gonna be producing at your best in the seventeenth hour. Like you're not. You're just not. <laughs> you're not gonna be mixing well after two. Yeah. <laughs> like like you need you need to take breaks. You need to yeah. refresh yeah. yourself. You, like there's so many things that need to happen. And I think that conversation's kind of starting to happen now because there's a lot of people. And I think places like here, like my made wrong, are gonna be part of that. Where it's like trying to push back the movement of like grind entrepreneur being cool to like grind entrepreneur, but also, you know, physical, mental health, you know, love your family, like, you know, t- you know, text your mom, hello, you know, like that kind of like, I think that hopefully becomes the new movement uh, of response to team no sleep. That, and you, you, you have a great relationship with your mom. So it's really always nice to see that. And that's exactly what I'm talking about with mind made wrong. That's exactly, we want to create that balance and be able to work on our minds throughout the whole time. Cause that's mm-hmm. what really creates the success is your mindset. And, um, how are you thinking about what you're doing? Which is my next question. Who are two or what, uh, of your biggest influences for mental wellness and mindset can be a book, can be a person. Yeah, no, this, I thought this is a, this is a really good one too. Um, I would probably say, because you brought up my, my folks and I thought about this. Um, <laughs> I, like, honestly, my my parents are very, very big influences in a lot of ways for me. And um, I know it's not like the best answer, so I won't spend too much time on that because I know it's like an answer that nobody can t- like go look at because <laughs> my mom doesn't have a YouTube channel or, you know, my no, dad. Talk about it, talk about it. Um, no, I mean, I think my folks, like, they're just very, they're very practical yeah, maybe because they're kind of, they're from the previous generation, like they're very much about balance too. Like my, you know, my dad works his job and when he comes home, he's done working. Like there's, he's not, you know, emailing clients back at 8.30 PM, 9 PM, 11 PM, like. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we've all done that. And yeah, oh my, I freaked out in bed once and I saw an email. I'm like, whole, I had to, literally had to jump out of bed for a thing that needed to be submitted for a, a possible bajugaduk. And um but like they've been really good influences in showing me that balance, which has been really nice. Um, on top of that, although I think Gary V is partially responsible for Team No Sleep, I will say Gary V because I think people take his his life and skew it because it's like he himself is like Team Fifteen Hour Days, 
but he says that he loves every minute of it. So he's having fun all day. And I think people misconstrue his lifestyle and say, well, I can't do that. He's unsustainable. He's bad. When it's like, he's also saying, do what makes you happy. If you want to, if you want to work nine to five, do that. Like, that's cool. He doesn't want to do that. So he doesn't like, it's very much a um, ROI happiness guy. Like that's been his big kick. And at least since I've been following him. Um, And that's like what I have to go for too. It's like, yeah, my YouTube stuff doesn't bring me any dollars. Like, but it yet it's yeah. Oh, trust me, yeah, trust me. I'm I'm working, I'm, wor- I'm working on it. Um, but it makes me incredibly happy, and like that, and it's fun, and it's interesting to explore a new medium of content creation. I think you can open up, yeah, tons of tons of possibilities in the next one to two years. But um, yeah, so probably care of you, and my parents. Solid. I absolutely love that. Your mom is a life coach, isn't she? She is. See, see, there yeah. you go. See, there you go. <laughs> um, I, I'm getting a little bit more into Gary V. I, I really like that you said that, you know, um, people can misconstrue him as, misconstrue him as team no sleep, but it's obviously, you know, he's living and he's healthy. So when you're not getting sleep, you're probably going to die. So not technically no mm-hmm. sleep, um, but it's so in line with his core values. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast earlier um, today um, by, um, do you know uh, Chris Harder for The Love of Money? You should really listen to that. It's great. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, He interviewed um, Dr. John Demartini, who was talking about how values really um, solidify the way that you are going to make money in this world. If you're going to be financially independent, you got to look at your values because a lot of people say, I value this and value this, but look at your life. Do you actually value it? Mm-hmm. So, um, and he does. Gary V does. So that's that's something I've been really thinking about. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So um, let's move on. From your perspective as a producer, what do you see as the biggest pain point for musicians and creatives mental health in 2019? And if you could fix the crisis with one sentence. What would it be? You set the stakes so high. For this I, question. <laughs> I have to take on. You don't have to fix the entire I, mental health I'm try, crisis. I'm going to try. I'm going to try though. I'm going to try though. I'm not even going to use a semicolon. <laughs> all right, because I think that's cheating. Although it would be one sentence. Um, okay, wait, hold on. Is there two fast two parts, or should I go with the sentence first? All right, I'm going to try to put together the sentence. Biggest gonna, pain point. Biggest pain point would be the lack of. It's so super Gary V. All right, but I'm trying to not make it too Gary V. <laughs> but I truly think it's a lack of like execution and self-awareness along with it because it's I of the people who I watch how they do creative things, probably 90% of them are either not executing or they're executing without reassessing. So for example, you might have a, a person who, you know, is putting out because, like, for example, I think it'd be good even if you do it just as audio with a still image to have this on YouTube. Um, not only because I can share it from my YouTube channel and, and hopefully push people there, but I think, like, it's another platform. You never know which platform's going to pop. It might be YouTube, it might be SoundCloud, it might be Apple, it might be Spotify. Like, you right. never know which one's going to pop. But at the end of the day, you know, I think SoundCloud you have to upload two differently. So let's say you do that for 30 episodes and they get three listens, but, you know, <laughs> and it's a tenth of your audience or, like, five percent like it's cool i'm gonna stop doing that now like this isn't worth my time like that reevaluation, self-awareness that's the gary v part like comes back into play because Mm -hmm. 
I watched so many people pumping out stuff, and I was guilty of this too in the very beginning of YouTube, like my rebirthing of YouTube, because I have an old channel, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> where I was doing these videos, and like they weren't doing well, and so eventually I had to kill, like I had to take it out behind the barn and shoot it. Like that that's the that's the brutal reality of like looking at it and saying, This is bad. Nobody likes this. I like this, <laughs> but who cares? Like and it's finding that intersection so of like true. what people like and what I like doing, and like a Venn mm-hmm. diagram, that little middle area. Mm-hmm. Um and then that's kind of what I've been starting to find. Uh so if I had to sum it up into one sentence now that I've talked about it. Uh, no, this is good. This is good. Wait, no, no, hold on. I have the other half. That that's the that's the lack of reevaluation, and then this is the other side is the execution. Other example being, I feel like I call this band. I'm not going to say their name. I call this band out without saying their name, probably in like every other episode of my podcast. Um, but so it's great. I get to spread the love now. Now they're <laughs> now they're being talked about on many podcasts. Um, <laughs> they have been working on the same song for over a year. No, it's been over a year for one song recording. Just. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I don't know when the first demo, I could go find it. But like, because since I used to play drums with this group. Right. Um, yeah, it's been over a year on the same song. And like, they're putting so much effort into it. And 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 I don't want the message to be construed as like put out crap, but there's like, there, there's a point where it's like, get it to the B plus, A minus. And then I honestly feel like it's gotten worse. Like I've gotten here. Diminishing it. returns. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. literally the song has gotten worse. They keep swapping out sound. Like you know, they'll change the snare sounds a million times, and then they'll send it to me like four months later and be like, "What do you think?" And it's like, and I just kind of stopped giving my feedback. But my point being, like, nobody's gonna care because you, you like, they've just been dark talking about how music's coming soon, and everybody's tuned them out because they're not viable to the community. They're not doing stuff that's gonna give back, like like Mind Made Wrong is, which is completely based around an entirely separate thesis that's still true to you, but has a, a large community and giving back value. Um, and I know when it drops, like it's going to come and go and it's going to have done nothing for them. And they'll have lost like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, so I'm big on execution and reevaluation. Okay. That's a sentence. Ex- <laughs> Y'all need to be executing and reevaluating Period. <laughs> I love it. There we it. go. That's- I love it. We get so um, precious, I think. We get so personal mm-hmm. about um, what it is that we do because it, it comes does come from a very um, internal, like, you know, art is our extension. As for oh, me yeah. as an artist, it is my extension, but I have to dis, you know, disengage from that because if I don't take it from out of me, it never gets out of me, mm-hmm. you know, and no one ever gets to hear that. I don't get to achieve, you know, that point. So what would you suggest for those of us who are struggling with going in and actually reevaluating the work like what would you say because I know like the judgment is so there like that self-judgment how do you how do you release that level of kind of judgment how do you release that that almost kind of self-loathing and hatred of your own work and kind of of that shame you know we are so predisposed you know in this society to really um 
shame ourselves and shame what we put out into the world and therefore condemn it already before it's even out there, Mm -hmm. you know? So how do you suggest we go about that process? You know, because that's your sentence. That's the pain point. How do you, how do you now suggest that we do that? Yeah, no, that that's the perfect follow-up. It's like six sentence, bro. (laughs) How do we actually do it? Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's really valuable to have people that aren't you. Um, But I think it's good to seek people in your circle that whose opinion you trust. So again, like not, Family, friends, or sibling, you know, none of that. Um, bias. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to be biased. They could say, well, I feel like I'm not biased, but I really like it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, because you're biased. Um, so maybe it would still be a friend, but like somebody who's always giving you honest feedback and a very close, trusted partner. Um, because I always say, like, don't, just to be careful of who you take advice from, because, you know, it's really easy, especially in the mixing world. You know, I've posted something up and they're like, turn this down. And then, oh, turn that up though. Like, you'll get conflicting information. So I think it's important to just find one or two people who to bounce everything off of. And also at the end of the day, like the numbers don't lie. Um, and that's like the big thing is assuming, you know, if you're executing, I would also assume that means you're self-educating and like kind of like I sent to the YouTube marketing hub stuff. I think that would be super helpful. I think getting to learn about like the placing of keyword phrases and how to use, set up your titling and description Along with that to help rank or maybe get recommended more. Like that's all stuff to do. And then if you do all of that and you're still getting no results and it's like, okay, well then how do I pivot this? Or like what maybe could I improve? Um, Stuff like that. So I think it's looking at like, am I executing properly? Because you can still execute and do a really bad job. Like I can try executing, uh, doing custom thumbnails and learn there's a bunch of good free photo editing softwares you can use. Um, I don't know what they're called, but I've heard of them. Just YouTube on the YouTube, uh, and like it's like taking a look at is your execution good, and if you're confident that you're executing and you've tried to optimize it and it's still not getting your results after eight weeks of going through that optimization, then and the numbers aren't going up, or you're not getting more comments, you're not getting like anything, then um, yeah, and then it's just being okay with letting it go and realizing that that execution, even if it fails, is putting you closer to finding maybe the thing that's going to pop. Because I've gone through so many yeah. formats, you know, for everything from font changes to, you know, aspect ratios to thumbnail formats to video formats to, like, mixed chains. It's trust so many different things to find out what works and everything that fails. It's going to incent- hopefully incentivize you to want to try something else. And then that might be, like, the thing that takes off. Um, totally. Yeah, and just yeah. being unemotional to it. And I think friends are really unemotional. Part of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which is so hard because we're all yeah. like so emotional. Most exactly. of us as artists, by default. Yeah, by default. So what I'm hearing from you is really accept down deep in your gut, in your heart, that it's trial and error. Yeah, you have to accept that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because like what works. I I have had this conversation with other people in my circle, and like they're like, "Well, this works for them," and it's like, "Yeah, like that's but the it may point, not work though." For you. Yeah, yeah, like th- this this kind of thumbnail or this kind of video or this kind of song or this kind of photography is going to work for them. But even if you have similar music, you may not be packaged the same way, or people aren't going to respond the same way, or like it, it it just is trial and error. There, there's no way around that. Um, even hiring like the best branding firm. You're still. They still have to go through trial and error because they might come up with the sickest packaging, but people still may not like it. So it's really just just trying and then seeing how it goes. And that's, then redoing. Yep. Yeah. That's redoing. how I've done it. That's 
the only way I've seen people who have succeeded like, do, do anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, so fail. Fail a lot. Fail hard. Yeah. Fail often. <laughs> and you'll start failing a little less. Little less every get, single time. You get a little wins. Everyone and it breaks up the failure. I absolutely, that, that's like the hardest thing for me. I, I, that's what I'm learning, like by failing, you know? Yes. I, I went to Cal Poly, their slogan was learn by doing. Learn by doing. <laughs> learn by failing, everyone. Yes. And that's, that's like the actual best segue into my next question for you, which is what is the mindset or thought pattern that enables you to rise the way you do with the ever-increasing inundation and expansion of social media. I personally, and we've had so many talks about this, um, I get very overwhelmed and frustrated with myself for not catching on as fast as you and others similar to you. Like the way that you guys seem to do and I know I'm saying you guys, you know, but yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like once I'm doing one thing, then everyone's already, already on to the next, like I blink, you know? And so I'd really like it if you could please throw out um, a couple practical tips for putting it all into perspective for us. And I know that was a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Load it up, baby. You, Overwhelm, got- frustration, How? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, that's very efficient. Um, good, great summary. Great question. Um, I want, I want to say before I go practical, I want to, I want to pull like macro really macro, quick. Yeah. Um, because I think again, I feel like so many things, Gary Vee's done so many good things for me, <laughs> but, um, I know, it's, I know. Re- it's realizing that like, in a sense, you kind of never know who is watching or who you might captivate with that next thing you do. And the case in point is the like 1200 subscribers I got overnight because a big YouTuber saw this video and then made a response video to it. Like that trace all everything that led up to that moment is because I knew like I know that I'm one. I could post the video that's going up in two days and it goes at and it gets a share from somebody who I know is watching me and it I'll, I could have a career in, in three weeks on YouTube. Like, like those are things that are possible and it's only possible because I keep doing it. So I'm on their radars and then eventually the right thing hits them at the right moment. And it like, then something will happen. They'll be compelled to talk about it. So that, so that's like macro, but I want to zoom into it and then say like on the smaller scale, I think building rapport with people and not worrying about like what they can do for you and just either people at least Mm. unless they're massive People mm-hmm. like at being asked questions or like if you come to them for advice, it feels good. It's an ego boost. I know anytime I do an interview, well, yeah, there's like this subliminal like ego boost thing that happens. I'm not going to deny it. Like it feels sick to have people say, hey, can I interview you? Like it's a cool thing. And if some and somebody DMs me and they are like sincerely asking for questions, it, it makes me want to answer them because they're hungry. So if I had to say anything, it'd probably be like one is to find people you look up, look up to that maybe aren't too untouchable. Um, yet, and just ask them questions, like anything that you have that isn't Googleable. I think that's important. Don't <laughs> don't don't ask them for free alternatives to Photoshop. Google free, free alternatives, alternatives to Photoshop. To Photoshop. Like, <laughs> like I think that's something I've been bug been I've found irritating is when yeah you get like the hey dude how'd you how how do you make a thumbnail like that 
It's like if you watch Photoshop tutorial for like 10 minutes, you get it. But, um, you know, and I'm always down to like give a quick advice. But anytime somebody comes in and they ask really thoughtful, interesting questions or they want to hear a little bit more stuff, like it, that's really, really helpful. So I would say do that. Uh, and just never expect anything back from them. And if if anything, the value of that relationship is more than enough. Like, and because again, you never know. I have, you know, people of various public figure size now like consistently liking my content and interacting with it and commenting on it. Like, and, and now, but I haven't. I'm not trying to like make them do things for me. But I've sh- struck up conversation with them through their comments, through DMs, um, through responding to stuff in their stories, and we've started like a full-blown like relationship uh, now to where we're homies and I'm confident that one day like these people one of these people are just going to see a piece of content I put out it's going to resonate with them they're going to share it it's happened several times now and then things can really blow up like so building those relationships with the right people and not stressing and then I would say number two is to not stress about like I think the really hokey snake oil stuff that people talk about where it's like post every day at noon if you want to grow on Instagram. Like that's right. that's cool, but like man, I don't know. That's like so that's splitting hairs really like at this point, you know, I, I think people get so caught up on that. People's like, "Well, when should I post my YouTube video, dude? I want it to do well." And it's like, "Dude, I don't fucking like oops, my uh, yeah, right? no, no, okay, no. Cool. We're we're explicit. All we're right, explicit okay, cool, on cool. the show." Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> I I forgot to ask. Um <laughs> Yeah, I it's forgot like, to dude, tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, I don't know. So I think it's not getting caught up in like those randomly rigid rules that these blog articles will say, like seven hacks to get your Instagram to blow up tomorrow, or you know stuff like that, where, where there is some truth to it. But it's like that's not the problem right now. It's not the fact that you're posting two hours later or earlier. It's such like you're not posting. Yes, <laughs> or you're not yes. doing anything. Like <laughs> yeah. that's the issue. And then it's and then again, like once you if you're in the habit of posting every single day, then you optimize it. But so I'd worry about like just be like one, building the relationships with the people, and two, having something consistently come out, like what you're doing with the cover, steel nostalgia, uh, mind made wrong, this macro. Little, yeah, yeah, <laughs> soonish. Oh, it's already out at this point that people are hearing it. Um, things like that. So people see that you're a consistent executor. Cause the two, last two large like personalities that have hired me have done it because they straight up told me, like, yeah, dude, I see you execute. So. Like I knew you do it, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, and then I did it, um, and that establishes a great reputation because that's stuff that people don't do. Um, so yeah, build build relationships. Facebook groups is a great way to do that, um, and ask them questions, whether it's you're emailing them or not, or DMs, any any way like that to just start fostering some kind of connection with the people that you look up to. That is so so good because I can get like I my um, you know that pocket extension on Google Chrome, you know mm-hmm. like. I have I have so many articles about just the exact same thing that you've talked about where it's like all these like random things that you can be doing and it's so overwhelming because I have like there's so many things that I've just like given my email out to, you know, just just to be like I feel like I don't know that one thing that's mm-hmm. good that I that I'll read one day and that's just going to like magically do it that make it just makes so much sense and like I feel like that just kind of lifted a weight off of my shoulders like I don't have to be overwhelmed by all the things that I'm consuming and reading because if I execute just doing it then reassess then execute mm-hmm. then reassess upon that information it's going to happen yeah. I think um and the 
the rush is what really I think gets um, a lot of us as artists is like, where are you rushing to? You know, yeah. <laughs> where, where are you rushing to? If you're executing just the way you do, you're not in a rush. You know, sometimes it can feel that way, you know? Like, oh, I feel like yeah. it, but yeah, I <laughs> yeah. know. Ma- like, you're I, not, I, I, in I sh- macro ways, patience. macro, you're not in a rush. Yeah. You know, it's like, just let it, just let it pour out, pour out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I absolutely just, I just, I just love that. So I have um, another question that kind of popped up in my head. When would you say, if you have like maybe someone, um, of a higher profile that is commenting on your stuff. Um, when would you suggest you start, you strike up a, a conversation up with them in the DM? I know obviously like respond to their comments. You when know. to slide in. Yeah. When to slide, yeah. <laughs> when to slide in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I would just do it whenever you have something good to say, like mm-hmm. not don't doing it, not doing it for the sake of doing it, okay. but like, if they make a post and you comment, you know, maybe leave a comment or if you just have a question or you're like, hey, I see you doing this. Like, how how did you happen upon this? Or like, you know, I see you do this and I'm doing, and I have a question because I'm trying to do X, Y, Z and it's not popping. Like, uh, you know, wondering if you had any feedback on this. Um, just anything that's like thoughtful and, or if anything, I really like, I've done this several times, uh, watching somebody's story and then responding to their story with, you know, like anything that's like a natural slide into the DM. Yeah, because that goes straight in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like a natural way to do it. Um, but again, you don't want to just be like a heart. You want it to be. Like no, you got it. A full yeah. on thing. Uh, so I kind of more wait than for a your, yes or no question. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wait for your right moment somewhat to say on that. Um, but it'll feel natural. Like the worst thing is to force it. Um, but it's also important to remember that like the executing comes along with the, with the, Exactly. Yeah. And the the building of relationships. Otherwise, you're going to be executing to nobody. So it's kind of like like what you're doing in NPM right now. I think that's really smart. You're getting in there. You're just introducing yourself to people digitally. Um, Yeah. Like I spend time commenting on stuff and just flipping through it. And yeah. So I think that's a great way to go about it. And uh, just yeah, don't force it because they'll know. It'll it'll be obvious. (laughs) That that's that's a big worry for me. It's like I we all have this imposter syndrome. It's like, I don't want to be up there putting myself up there at the wrong time. Cause it's like, we know what you're doing. We got an eye on you. You know, yeah. it's like, you're just trying to increase that sphere of your own sphere of influence, um, unnaturally, you know? So, um, that's, that's kind of like the fear I have, but from what I'm hearing, you know, from your point is that do it naturally. And from the, the Gary V have fun with it align the values, execute, realign, execute, and that's going to happen naturally. So I mm-hmm. have a couple more, couple more. Let's do um, it. <laughs> what does self-care mean to you? And we kind of talked about this earlier, um, but I want to kind of circle back to it. How do you really put it into practice? Um, so self-care for me would definitely be just being content with, like at the beginning and the end of the days, I, I, for me personally. Um, and in, or, in order to do it, it's just, this sounds really selfish because I thought about this when, when you asked it. And it's like, I put myself first. Like, be, and, and, and I say that in a non-selfish way because it's important if I'm not happy, like Michelle's not going to be happy. Like, exactly. I'm not going to yeah. be able to, to love my girlfriend. I'm not going to be able to love my friends. I'm not going to be able to take care of my clients. I'm not going to be able to, to be call my family and be nice or like I don't know. Like none of that's going to happen unless 
I'm taking care of, so I have to put myself first in order to be the good partner in person out with everybody else. So that's at least my motivation for putting it into practice is like I know I have to do these things to do good business. So if anything, I might even I might have to motivate myself by saying it's for the business to go work out because I know I'm gonna have a better mental clarity day if I'm if I moved this morning. Um yeah, so so it's just doing that and realizing that you have to make the sacrifices of like I don't really see friends really. Mm-hmm. Uh that's just fine. I have internet friends, but like and realizing that there is sacrifice to do with it and um but that kind of is part of the cost of admission for this stuff is you do have to trade things off to be a freelance creative person and to not be too um, lofty with your expectation. Like there's still an intense amount of work. Um, But for me, I just put it into practice by like knowing, yeah, if I take care of myself, I'll be fine. So if I I spend these couple hours for myself, I'm going to have a great day. No matter what happens at work, you know, I'm going to be, Super stoked, and that's, I think, to me, good self-care, like taking care of myself first. It seems like your self-care, sometimes you don't want to do it. Is that is that correct? Sometimes you kind of had that thought where it's like, hey, it's, I, don't, I don't know, yeah. and you kind of have to remind yourself, like, this is for the business, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it may not be maybe even the best way, but it, it's effective to keep me on top of it. Okay, so, so you're okay with that. You're okay yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, because... At the end of the day, it's kept me super, super consistent. And if anything, like that's what I fear most is like losing that consistency, mm-hmm. um, which I, I definitely have done this year. Um, but at the end of the day, too, I don't beat myself up over it. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's the hard part too, because I think we all have these ups and downs. And for me, when I hit my downs, I'm not gonna. It maybe it might take me a day, but I'll get out of it and be like, okay, well, that was a waste, but uh, I've got many more, and I'm not gonna let another day waste. Like, I've got too many awesome things I want to do. Like, I guess I have this really optimistic perspective. That's a beautiful way to think about it. Right. Cause it's like, I have, I have too many things, not like I have too many things to do and I'm going to get overwhelmed about it, but I have too many awesome things to put out there. You know, I love, I love that. Cause we can get so like mired, you know, and like, just like, I have so much, I know I I fall into this this trap all the time. I have so much to do, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) self pity, you know? And like, a lot of times it just, it can really overwhelm you to say, hey, these are awesome things that I get to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming from a totally different place and, and it frames it like to be excited about the day, which is nice. Oh my goodness. Well, I am, this is the last question. This has been a fantastic time. I am so glad that, um, hello everyone as well. Um, I'm so glad that I am able to interview you actually live in real time you know this has been amazing yeah. just to also hang out because it's been like since the since the recording you know yeah, it's no, always it's great to fun see you. it's always a pleasure um so my last question how have you this year you know it's we're already in may mm-hmm. goodness wow uh, i know it's like what is going on how have you up and through this point to May 9th, 2019, um, how have you created beautiful things and what are your plans in the next half of 2019 to continue to create beautiful things? Dang. <laughs> now that was, that was some sick delivery right there. Wow. Wow. I feel so underwhelmed. I, I don't know if I'm going to perform at your level. Um, so when, wait, let me ask you a question. So when you're saying how, how have I created beautiful things, you mean on a technical level or, or just what have I done and what will I do? So, um, the, 
the end tag of this podcast. Um, people don't know yet. It's, it's, not, yet. it's unreleased. <laughs> but um, the end tag um, is, you know, I'll say what's happening next week. And then I'll be like, until then, let's go create beautiful things. Um, <laughs> so, um, so it can mean really anything you want it to mean. It's just it really goes off of what you just said of I'm going to go create awesome things. I have so many, I have too many things that I, that I want to put out there. Um, so it's what you deem your best work. You know, mm-hmm. what, how, how are you going to um, make it beautiful? It could be on a technical aspect, but I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay. looking for more of the, the macro. Yeah. yeah okay. You know? For sure. Yeah. Um, I'd say I'm, I'm keep creating beautiful things by, being, I mean, you know, by, by like what I said, by kind of being selfish, like in a, in the, I put myself first and knowing that I'm going to make the things that continue to get me excited. And like, if, and that's important to me. And like, that's the reason I don't take every job that I get. And that's mm-hmm. the reason like, yeah. I'm only taking on things on that. I know, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, some of it's work and it's like, not all of it's fun and games, but like prioritizing what comes out more than how many come out. Um, to a point, I mean, of course I'm pumping out, you know, eight videos a month, like, like I'm doing a lot, but, um, they're all things that I'm really, really excited about. So for me, creating beautiful things is just about being super excited about what's coming, what, what you're putting out every single morning, being able to like authentically say, like, I'm so proud of this. This is, you know, like, or either like, this is me roasting somebody really hard. I don't know what, whatever the <laughs> thing is that you're doing, just being really, really stoked on it and also knowing that like you know as cheesy as it is like i'm really want my legacy to be something based around like the hashtag kindness wins thing that i throw around i all love the time. that first of all i, yeah, I love yeah, that. yeah like that's a really <laughs> important such a good hashtag for you it's a really important yeah. like thesis for me is and i want like when people like like if i envision my funeral i want people to have everybody wearing a shirt that says hashtag kindness wins I would fucking die. I'd already be dead. Roasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I want that to be the memory of, of like, I don't even really want to have a funeral, but whatever the thing is that happens, I want it to be based around that. Like, and that's an exciting thing for me to push because I know that like, there's never a short, there's never too much kindness out there. So I know I've kind of got this niche I'm carving out of like positive, like caring about people, kindness, um, and creation that like is really exciting. I don't know. I can't help but be excited by that. So dude, my heart is like pounding right now. I'm like, I'm I'm inspired and excited. I'm like, ah, it's so funny that being excited and makes other people, you know, excited. Cause if you're not excited about your own stuff, whatever, you know, like no one's going to give a shit. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy getting like random DMs from people where they're like, dude, I've been watching your stuff for Bloobadoo and mm-hmm. just like yeah. now I did started doing X, Y, or Z or like, you know, or when somebody actually takes the advice and they're like, yeah, I've been up at, you know, 4 a.m. so I can get to my workout and get on my job by 7, back at 3, I'm in bed at 8, like it's been crazy and I've been loving it and then it's just like so amazing for me and, and I couldn't, I feel like, and then last thing about all of this is I feel an obligation for all the people that like don't have the opportunities that, you know, we're both very gifted to have being American, being, you know, having homes, having the ability to have all the technology with which we have, we're we're recording this. Like I feel this, I put all this this pressure on myself, but I feel this pressure to like (laughs) do everything that I can 
because I know that people can't. And if I can then use that leverage for good, like that would be really fulfilling for myself because there's so many kids that just by merit of like where they were born or who to whom they were born uh, or from whom, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're never going to get the chances that, that I've been so lucky to have. So I, I just want to do good by like the probably billions of people that are on the rung of humanity lower than where I am by default. And I don't know. Yeah, I feel it's like, like 1% a disservice. or so I would of, feel, of us. You yeah, know? I would yeah. feel a disservice to all those people and an appropriate disservice because if I were them, I'd be like, yeah, dude, like, fuck you. Like, you had so much and you're just like crapping it away. Um, so I feel like indebted to them in a way, almost. This this invisible mass of people that I can't speak to, but I know are out there. Wow. It's, it's, it's real meta, but that's... <laughs> no, that, no that's, that's exactly what we talk about. That's yeah. exactly what I'm planning to talk about more on the podcast. Well, John McLucas, J. Luke. Yes. J. Luke. I refrained from calling you that this entire... Because people are going to be like, what Who is that? the fuck is that? I thought it was here for a John McLucas interview, not a, not a J. Not Luke. J. Luke. Yes. <laughs> Master J. Luke. Um, so... Thank you so much again. I am so privileged, privileged, talking about privilege again. <laughs> Remind us again where we can follow you and listen and learn more from you. Perfect. Well, you can follow all of my social medias. You got the Instagram at John underscore McLucas. You got the Facebook page, which is, if you want to go link, facebook.com slash JHN McLucas. No brand consistency. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> I do not tweet. But I do YouTube, so you can go look up my name, blue background, big old beard. That's the dude. And besides that, um, I have my podcast on YouTube, which is the main place that it is these days. And that's where the most audience and the most community Stay interaction spongy is. Stay show. I actually just changed the name to Learn Music Freelancing. So, but that's fine. No way. How, I did. how am I on the wrong side of this? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. I follow so many podcasts. It's just like the, like, it just keeps it's going. Hard, it's like, honestly, ah, I, need, I, need, listen. I need to put out more than that. I need to put one out daily. Yeah. Pull Gary Vee. But yeah, so that, uh, but YouTube's definitely the best place. It's on music, sh- uh, any audio podcast platform mm-hmm. as well. Uh, yeah, okay. that's about it. And then you just hit me up. I'm always down for giving, helping out people who care and who are hungry and looking to learn. So. If that's you, just feel free to DM me. and That's me. And yeah, I did. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She did. I totally did. Like two years ago. It's been amazing ever since. Thank you so much. And thank all of you out there listening and watching here on the live stream um, and being with here, here with us today as we work on making our minds right. I will see you next week for another amazing episode of Mind Made Wrong. We'll be hanging out and diving into more mental health in the industry with guest artist Matt Mulkey, and you are not going to want to miss it. Until then, my dears, let's go create beautiful things. <laughs>